Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Zen Sports. Download the promo code ATOZTN or plug in the promo code ATOZTN when you download the Zen Sports app. Promo code is your way to get your $1,000 up to $1,000. No danger, first wager, and to get involved with their VIP program, which I'll tell you about a little more later on in the show. Always happy to have our partners at TrueMath Fitness, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. For your first workout free, go to TrueMathFitness.com, a new way to work out for the best version of you. TrueMath Fitness has you covered. And the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. They will protect your constitutional rights fiercely. Go with the team that puts you in position to succeed. That's AmandaJGentry.com. All right, so another Titan waived late in the season, another Titan comfortable throwing shade, or former Titan comfortable throwing shade, at the organization on his way out the door. So uh, there's a a lot of this to kind of walk through. Jonah says of Monty Rice, the 2021 third-round pick who was waived earlier today, uh, that loser mentality spreads fast. Losers always look for other losers to support them in their lack of ability to hold themselves accountable. So it, it's a it's really a fascinating kind of look inside at what's going on right now. So full transparency, um, you guys know that I used to go to practice every day, right? That I that that's how I started doing this. You used to go to practice. Every day, used to go to every press conference, and now I don't do that nearly as often because the radio show, the hours are right in the middle of the Titans' normal practice availability. So I'm in the locker room a lot less than I ever have been, but I also hear things a lot more while I'm outside the facility than I ever have, and that's typically because things are going wrong. Now, um, you always want to be sure that when you hear stuff like this, that you're discerning, that you're vetting it. As we've talked about, there's already a lot of reckless speculation around this franchise. I thought Teron Davenport uh, sought out to address some of that with his interview with Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel about their relationship on ESPN.com. Thought he did a good, a good job with that. But then the players continue to speak for themselves. And the players who are on their way out and who feel that they are outside the the grasp of ramifications from this particular organization are very comfortable telling you, especially the defensive guys, hey, man, like something something is wrong beyond us. And what their motivations for in doing that, you know, it's always a mixed bag. But it does tell you that something is very real and permeating that locker room. And whether it's the mentality of a loser whether it's a lack of of leadership in there to hold them accountable. It is uh, it is really, 
you know, unlike anything that we've seen from this particular organization, at least in my time, uh, at least in my time hanging out or covering this team in the last seven years, it's a different kind of locker room because, yeah, they're they're bad. They're losing. Their season's been done uh, for quite some time, it feels like, even though their season is not yet officially over, neither by uh, elimination from playoff contention, though that is very, very, you know, uh, soon in the uh, in the driver uh, in the uh, in the in the windshield or in, yeah, uh, very, very soon ahead of them in the windshield as they kind of drive their way through and try and keep it between the lines of what remains of their season. Um, it is a really, it's a tough spot to be in when guys are starting to check out and starting to lash out in this spot. So uh, Elo says Rice being slick ball or Rice been slick balling this year uh, when he got, got out there too. A, a text I got today about from, from somebody with the Titans. Uh, and I want to, I want to read it. Um, just because, you know, I think it kind of speaks to a bit of inner conflict that's going on in there. Uh, of Monty Rice, I got a text saying, uh, we cut Ronnie uh, Monty Rice question mark. He's our best linebacker. Literally said we have to get more physical and faster and then cut our most physical and fastest one. So there is there is internal strife in the Titans facility. Uh, about a lot of different things. And a lot of this starts to permeate when there's losing. So um, as you as you look at, at this and how stuff plays itself out, you know, it's not just about evaluating the players who are going to be a part of this thing moving forward from an on-field play purpose. They kind of got to gut the thing because the rot has set in, right? Um, and I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of this stuff that you're going to see play out in real time. And, and you know, Monty Rice is is uh is a part of this we go back to the uh to uh jameel uh uh jaleel johnson i'm sorry i was thinking of jameel douglas there for a second jaleel johnson when he was waived and the comments that he had basically about you know the defense is not the problem but they keep trying to tinker with it uh put on the tape and see that the defense isn't the problem and then monty rice with some tweets earlier that we'll read for you and we'll show you here in just a second Right after I ask your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch in the comment section. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. Titans players feeling comfortable throwing shade on their way out the door. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles and customer service that is unmatched. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So big deal, little deal, or no deal. Titans players feeling comfortable throwing shade on their way out of the organization. Kevin Byard did not, obviously. Always the good soldier. Always kind of above it. Uh, I think he spoke to his understanding of why he was moved. Uh, But some of these these lower-level guys, right? Rice, uh, uh, Jaleel, uh, Jaleel uh, Johnson, uh, we talked about uh, Rashad Weaver earlier in the season when he was inactive for a game day, just, you know, subtly tweeting LOL about it. I think that was before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, if I remember correctly. Just this little stuff that starts to leak out when the losing sets in. Um, MB says Byard was a trade, not a cut, which is important to note. Uh, and he went to a better team, right? Uh, William Jones says big deal where there is smoke. There is fire. Uh, Chris Frazier agrees. Big deal. 
at this point. NAF says no deal. They're gone now. Who cares? Well, you don't you don't know that, right? That's that's kind of the point of all of this. Because two guys who have been waived, one who was brought back, have been comfortable speaking out on social media. It doesn't mean that they're the only ones. They're just the ones who have suffered some kind of consequence and feel comfortable now making a statement on the other side. For guys who are still in the facility and kind of fighting through this stuff, it's fair to expect that more and you know, you don't want to you don't want to assume too far, right? But it's fair to expect that there's other players in that locker room who feel that way because like think about this, all right? This Colts game really had the ability to to keep them alive. We saw how much new life they felt like they got after they beat the Carolina Panthers or while beating the Carolina Panthers. To to have beaten the Colts would have been a huge opportunity. 5 and 7 feels infinitely better than does 4 and 8. There's a lot of people who were not prior to the Colts game accepting in that building that the that the season was probably over. And the Colts game is what kind of put them over the edge. And now you really start to see where people's, you know, whether you want to call it loyalties lie, what, what their motivations are, what they're trying to get accomplished. Now that the season is, you know, clearly off the rails, uh, Chris says, uh, Chris says the Panthers, wow, big deal. You know, I, I get it, but like, I told you this. I don't care who they beat. They went out and beat a football team. And if they could find ways to put it together, they almost beat the Colts in overtime. I'm not saying that almost beating the Colts in overtime is a step forward, but like I saw them, I saw them fight their ass off, give it their best shot and come up short because they're a worse football team. Okay. That's what we all expected. And they weren't, they were able to do that in stride against the Carolina Panthers. They couldn't get away with it against the Colts, who are a better football team, but not my much because, the I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew was, was a mess out there. Like, I know his stat line looks a little better than Will Levis's, but when you watch him in the red zone, the dude is, like, I don't trust what it is that the Colts are at 7-5. and five. I think the, the Texans are a much different story, and the Jags now, obviously, the outcome of their season and their pursuit of the number one overall seed was derailed last night on Monday Night Football with this loss. I just think that it's, you know, I think that this is a, a much deeper issue that's been setting in over the course of years and now months that now they're going to, you know, now that stuff is starting to bubble to the surface. And I mean, it comes at a time where they're getting ready to nuke the roster anyway, so maybe it doesn't matter. But you can't just assume because the two guys who voiced their opinions, and one of them who's already come back to the team for what it's worth, two guys who were released then or were waived and then voiced their opinions about it, you can't just assume that those are the only two people that feel that way in the building. Um, that's why I think it's worth taking a look at. And that's why these Monty Rice tweets are uh, interesting. This is courtesy of his Twitter account earlier today, just uh, 30 minutes about before his uh, before his release was officially announced. He said, thank God with the uh, you know salute emoji, see you out there. And then he follows it up, doubling down, says, if you want to know the truth, just cut on the tape since I got here. Showtime. Now, um... It took him a minute to get on the field. Uh, Monty Rice is somebody who is, you know, I won't say that I got to know him uh, very well because, you know, famously, when when I went to talk to him a couple of weeks ago, when I did have the opportunity to go into the locker room, he uh, he looked at me and uh, and I can't remember who else was over there with me that went over to speak to Monty Rice because he'd started to he started to play more snaps on defense. So he kind of looked at us out of the side of his eye and and chuckled a little bit to himself and said, "Oh, now y'all want to talk?" I was like, "Yeah, you 
play football beyond special teams now. I, I would like to talk to you, sir. Uh, that's you. If if we want to talk to you, it's either because you've earned an opportunity to play, or you've done something very very bad that notes comment or that worth that is uh, worth commenting on or worth asking for comment on. And this happens to be the former. So congratulations to you. You're playing now. Your your words are more relevant than they were previously when you were not. Uh, I don't think that's that hard to grasp. But you know, for a guy who was a was a starting linebacker, a stud linebacker on a Georgia football team where he was probably used to. You know, being thought of in a little higher, at a little higher caliber, that's, you know, I understand why he took the position that he did. Either way. So, Monty Rice, um, there was a lot of talk about him coming out of the draft process. He had three different agents before the draft even began. And I remember Ross Tucker pointing it out on social media that that was like a massive red flag. Even though, without context, you have no idea, unless you're talking to Monty Rice, why he fired his agents at the time. And I know that he never really cared to comment on it. Uh, after he got drafted here in 2021. Uh, had a little bit on a post-draft Zoom with us as he was, uh, after he had just found out the news that he'd been taken by the Titans with the 92nd overall pick uh, that year. But, um, you know, for Monty Rice, it speaks to a larger issue, right? Because I went and looked this up uh, after I saw that he'd been released, and I found that in the drafts, sorry, I'm throwing my mic pack all over the place. I found that in the drafts, the last three drafts for John Robinson, so that's 2020, 2021, and 2022. Rand Carthon, obviously, 2023. So in the last three drafts that John Robinson had, the Tennessee Titans had 11 picks in the top 100 of those three drafts. So 11 total picks across three drafts, all in the top 100, right? Four in 22, uh, four in 21, and three in 2020. Those were the top 100 draft picks that the Tennessee Titans had. Only three of those 11 have turned into players who will just say regularly contribute. Only one of those 11 is a player that you legitimately feel good about the viability of them staying here beyond their first contract. Uh, those three players are Christian Fulton. In, you know, from 2020, uh, from the 2020 draft to 2022, Christian Fulton in the second round of the 2020 draft, uh, Elijah Molden in the third round of the 2021 draft, and Roger McCreary in the second round of the 2022 draft. McCreary is the only one who I think has a legitimate future here. Molden, you know, I, I think you, I think you can kind of take him or leave him, but he is a good locker room guy. Elijah Molden is a, is a legitimate, like, culture type of player and that might buy him something with the next generation of what this titan staff coaching or front office looks like uh it's it's really bad right one player out of 11 picks in the top 100 that you could consider a good starting caliber football player for your team Traylon burks is not that yet isaiah wilson obviously not caleb farley not monty rice not uh, Darrington Evans is a top 100 pick in that, uh, in that 2020 draft class. I think he's still bouncing around perhaps with the bears, but obviously he's been on several different teams, uh, since he was drafted in the league. Can't latch on anywhere. There are a, uh, there are a lot of players, a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of critical positions of need tackles, right? Offensive linemen, wide receivers, corners, all the places that we're talking about the Titans having such clear and obvious weaknesses are all the positions that they've been, you know, uh, piling up misses at over the course of the last three drafts before, uh, 
before Rand Carthon uh, was hired as the general manager here. So I think that uh, I think that when you look at the at when we you know it's always it's always good to kind of like re- reset what the problem is and kind of bring new attention or bring different attention to what the problem is. Anytime you start to get into a lull and you get frustrated and you start to ask for things that are beyond the scope of what's actually wrong with the football team. Again, it highlights that the act, the thing that is most wrong with the football team is the state of the roster. Now I am willing to hear arguments for the Titans, not making any of those players better as a coaching staff, any of those, none of those players. And there have been injuries uh, derailing a lot of them. Uh, Isaiah was a uh, Isaiah Wilson is a different entity entirely, but like for for Dylan Radens, he never improved here, right? He has never shown signs of development here as a second round pick. Maybe that's Dylan Radens' fault. Maybe that's the fault of injury bad luck. Maybe that's the fault of the coaching staff. It's tough to kind of distribute the blame when you're not in these meeting rooms. Um, but there is, there is an argument to be made that some of those players just simply didn't get better here. And I think that that's also worth highlighting, but there is a lot, a lot, a lot of draft, of draft negligence, honestly, that's kind of put them in this position. Um, and that had been, you know, that had been trending in that direction for some time when John Robinson was, was making first round picks that he also wasn't resigning to second deals, right? Uh, quality or at least starting caliber players that could help stave off some of this, like Jack Conklin. And I mean, I'm not going to make the argument for Corey Davis, but I, I bet a lot of Titans fans would have gone, gone for Corey Davis, even as disappointing as he was with the Jets. I think that there's just, there's just a lot of problems that they've been building up. And that's kind of where we're at with it right now. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Uh, Amanda J. Gentry cannot protect you against bad football, but she can protect your constitutional rights. Her and her team will protect your constitutional right to be a father to your child. That is something she is very passionate about, and she has fought for clients in 35 counties in Tennessee family and criminal courts across this state. AmandaJGentry.com for more information about how she and her team can help you today. Um does uh Tyg says does Vrabel ask too much of the prima donna ath that is today's athletes uh I don't know why athletes are in quotes the athlete the athletes have never been better right the evolution of football has never been higher where Jeffrey Simmons is is built like Superman and uh and you know wide receivers are built like pterodactyls and tight ends are you know uh are are out of this world athletic like Athletes in parentheses, I'm not sure what what the nature of that is. But, um, you know, I, I think that it is kind of worth, and I, I don't I don't necessarily know that Vrabel, I don't think, is, is one of these coaches. But, like, Dan Campbell is a great example of a coach that works really, really well with today's professional athlete. I think a lot of people think Dan Campbell's dopey. I think a lot of people think he's corny. I think his players absolutely love him, would go to war for him because all Dan Campbell does, I mean, is is basically love up on him. Like Dan Campbell is overwhelming and effusive in the way that he publicly and privately shows his players love. That's not Bill Belichick, right? That's, that's a completely different style and approach 
to the relationship with players, right? I see a lot of people say Dan, Dan Campbell is the man. Dan Campbell is the man in the, in the comment section. I think that that's, I think that Vrabel, while Vrabel is not Dan Campbell, like effusive and over the top in his love and appreciation for the, the players that play for him, I think that he shows it to them in ways that are so real and mean almost more because of how, I don't want to say how infrequent it is, but how much you basically have to earn it. Ben Jones is a great example of this. There is nobody that has played football for the Tennessee Titans under Mike Vrabel that Mike Vrabel loves more than Ben Jones. Why? Because Ben Jones is the ultimate competitor, the ultimate teammate. One of the toughest, uh, I almost said a bad word, one of the toughest human beings that I've ever been around, and he plays an incredibly important position and was always available. Mike Vrabel loved Ben Jones, talked about him like he was his son, right? Johnu Smith is somebody uh, like, the, like that that Mike Vrabel was always incredibly complimentary of. I think Will Levis is very much in that mold. Ryan Tannehill in that mold, right? You guys always question why Mike Vrabel loved Ryan Tannehill so much because he's tough as hell and he's out there getting his ass kicked and he continues to get up and go out there and try and play through getting his ass kicked. Like there's, there's not, there's not a lot of, there, there's not a lot of wasted affection, let's say, uh, for, for Mike Vrabel. Now, I think Vrabel's probably closer to to Belichick than he is to Dan. Well, no, I, I take that back. I think Vrabel's closer to Dan Campbell than he is to Bill Belichick. I think having having been having been a player for Bill and knowing what works and what doesn't about the Patriots, really being the only successful one uh, who's come out of that organization. Not, I know he's not like on the Belichick coaching tree because he didn't coach for Bill, but like he didn't try to be Bill Belichick after having seen how Bill Belichick run thing ran things. He he. Uh, he approached it um, as he would himself, right? It, and and has had some some learning curves along the way. I, I think that there's a uh, I think that there's you know some of the stuff that rubs people the wrong way, and I think that the thing that makes Vrabel unique is anybody can get got at any given point, whether that's media, whether that's players. Uh, I think that there's a uh, I think that there is I think that uh, as as Lane says, Vrabel is genuine. Mike Vrabel is genuine. I, I do believe that. Now, whether you like the level of genuine or the way that he shows that level of genuine, I think is a different matter, right? It's definitely not Dan Campbell. Um, but I do think that there is a huge appeal to the players. But at four and eight, it's probably hard to have an appreciation for the way that Mike Vrabel, you know, runs his show because he still continues to demand a lot of people, even when, you know, at four and eight, there's guys who are making their vacation plans for January without question and who are, you know, audibly or at least visibly frustrated based on their behavior on social media. Uh, who's going to win the AFC South with the Titans kind of out of it, not officially out of it yet, but basically out of it. Who do you think is going to win the AFC South at this point? Uh, Titans do have three more divisional games to play. Uh, two against the Texans and one the season finale against the Jags. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Zen Sports has the VIP rewards program for you, as well as having the up to $1,000 in no danger first wager offer. Plug in the promo code ATOZTN and be entered to join Zen Sports VIP program where there are better rewards, where there are better offers, where there are better comps available to you. 
It's invitation only. So if you think that your Zen Sports play should qualify for their VIP program, you can find out more information at zensports.com backslash VIP. Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Zen Sports. Download the app today. Um, who do you think is going to win the AFC South? Because Trevor Lawrence and this ankle sprain, this high ankle sprain that he's not expected to have surgery on, uh, is a is a huge problem uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars who are trying to maintain uh, what is simply a one-game lead at this point in time. Um, so uh, this is Pat McAfee talking about Trevor Lawrence and the situation uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars who do currently at 8-4 and four lead the AFC South. Doug Peterson doesn't believe that Trevor Lawrence will need the tightrope surgery procedure, mm-hmm. which is the same procedure that Kenny Pickett had. And I think we learned about it from Tua. Yeah. Yes. And Kyle. How, how we all yeah, learned Brock about Brock Bowers had it yeah, uh, this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mac yeah. did it last year. But it is, it's been something very recent where it's some sort of surergery. I wish I was a doctor. We'll have Aaron Rodgers joining us. We'll ask him. Yeah, he's a doctor. But it's some surgery that they started doing, I assume, down there in Birmingham. At, yeah, Birmingham. Uh, James Andrews. Andrews' thing. And it's like standard high ankle doesn't normally need a surgery. But then they said, but wait a minute. We can take this maybe five to six week thing, make it a three to four or two to four type thing. And they started doing it. I appreciate that we're trying to beat all these injuries. Him not needing it is good news. That's what that sounds like. You would think so because I mean, but like Kenny just got it done. No, where's the card at? Thank Thank you. Are you serious? It was terrible to see see his franchise quarterback walking all the way to to the locker room, but at the same time it's a good sign. It was a good yeah, sign. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> you stop searching oh, it up, bro. You got a cop taking your, your franchise QB into the, into the house, it's man. Weird. That is crazy. Big Dom, the big, Dom big Dom over there. Big Dom would have put him on his yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Big Dom and the Niners, I do believe, probably had a phone call, a sit-down. Nice. I think they're if all I kind of big Dom's all I think so. Kyle Shanahan came out and said that he's heard the big Dom's good guy. I respect mm-hmm. big Basically, Dom. Basically, heard, okay, no problems. Let's move if, along here. If I know big Dom and his culture, he he brought some of his guys and he brought and then the 49ers guys and they mm-hmm. sat down at the table and they discussed it. And they what, was there one light on over the top? There was one, yeah. li- it was one light on. There was a, the a guy standing in the back. Okay, so they're talking about uh, they, they've moved on from Lawrence to the Philadelphia Eagles situation. But still, Trevor Lawrence limping his way to the locker room. We talked about this on the radio show. How the hell they don't have a cart at the stadium in Jacksonville so Trevor Lawrence on a high ankle sprain doesn't have to walk all the way to uh, all the way to wherever the hell they're trying to take Trevor Lawrence to get further evaluation. Uh, I do think that impacts them. I do think that that gives the Texans an edge. I don't really I'm not really buying into the uh, into the Indianapolis Colts at 7 and 5. I think Gardner Minshew cannot be trusted. I think their defense is legit. Um, as you saw this weekend, really really effective. Uh, front uh, defensively, led by DeForest Buckner, of course. But I do think that Houston, with the best quarterback situation moving forward, the healthiest quarterback situation moving forward, knock on wood for the sake of C.J. Stroud. I know Titans fans don't care about that. But still, um, it's kind of crazy how bad their record is at home. Uh, they are 6-0 and away from uh, Jacksonville, uh, including home games that would in, – that uh, that including home games in London – they are 6-0 and away from Jacksonville. Their record at home is, is pretty poor. I believe they only have two wins out of the games that they have played thus far in the season at home. Texans, based on the injury, is the thing that makes the most sense right now. Again, the Titans have two games against these Houston Texans. Um, they're probably going to be without Jeff Simmons for 
the Houston Oilers throwbacks game against the Texans at Nissan Stadium. That is coming up on, I want to say, the 18th. Is the uh, is the Texans game at home? I would expect Jeff Simmons to miss that game based on the timeline of a couple of weeks. He's for sure out against Monday Night Football. Uh, I think that uh, I think uh, that you know the Titans can they can they win a divisional game? Man, how how quickly they have fallen from having such a, a record of success over the Colts to the Colts sweeping them this year. Jags, you know, we'll see with the Lawrence quarterback situation. Um, there's no reason that they should be favored in either game against the Houston Texans as things stand right now. I would be shocked to see them go winless in the AFC South this year because they are currently winless in the AFC South, but it's going to be really, really tough without Jeff. Uh, anyway, we will uh, we'll wrap things up with a gone viral video. Uh, what's the best thing that you saw on the internet this week? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is made possible by the great people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free. A new way to work out for the best version of you. Boot camp style group workout classes personal training that is unmatched, a facility that is awesome, the best in Middle Tennessee If that's available to work out uh, as you want to work out when you sign up for one of their memberships. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Give them a, give them a try today. Let them know that A to Z Sports sent you. Uh, all right. So what's the best thing that you saw on the internet this week? Uh, <laughs> Jonah says, peace out, Buck, you beautiful mf That made me laugh. Um, we appreciate you, uh, Jonah. Thank you for, uh, spending your time. I do not look terribly beautiful tonight, but, uh, you know, I shouldn't get too close to the camera. I did an eye mask earlier today to make sure I didn't look so puffy, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, that explosion in Washington, DC says Mike Peck. So Bert and Lucas were talking about this. I haven't seen this video, uh, yet, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look it up. Apparently the a house just exploded. Um, I'm not sure the details on it. Uh, but I'm, I'm fascinated to, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, ho hopefully nobody was seriously injured or uh, potentially killed. Cause obviously that is very much, uh, real, uh, Cordy Jackson says kids goat racing will always be the gone viral until the end of time. Yeah. The sheep, the sheep riding, uh, uh, halftime show of the Denver Broncos a couple of weeks ago was exceptional. I'm going to go with this clip that I saw of grand theft auto, the new grand theft auto getting ready to come out. They've spliced together, uh, Footage from a variety of different local TV stations in Florida and re news reports that they've did up against some scenes in the new Grand Theft Auto. Tell me if you can spot any of the similarities. Well, look who's back. The only way we're going to get through this is by sticking together, being a team. So the top, the top uh, videos are Grand Theft Auto. The bottom are B-roll from local uh, Florida news stations. They've basically just taken the state of Florida and turned it into a video game because the state of Florida is not a real place. Again, look at some of the scenes from these. Tell me, it's pretty difficult to tell which one's real and which one's from the video game. Well, look who's back. The only way we're going to get through this is by sticking together, being a team. 
incredible, incredible. I, uh, I, I mean, you know, anytime there is a, a Grand Theft Auto game, I'm going to be tempted to buy it. I haven't bought a, uh, I haven't bought a game console since. Uh, I think I think the last one I bought was P- a PS4, like pre-pandemic. That had to have been like 2018, 2017, maybe. It's been a while, but anyway. Uh, Vice City was the best, says hello, ladies, in the comment section. Vice City remains the best. I used to enter in the cheat codes when I was in grade school and stuff like that and, you know, download the flying tank and things. There's a Grand Theft Auto just you know, a terrible, terrible, terrible life advice could be found on Grand Theft Auto for young uh, young minds that were were easy uh, easily molded. It's probably contributed to some of the uh, traffic issues that we have in downtown Nashville, but I, don't, I haven't seen any flying tanks. Uh, coming down uh, Gallatin Pike, and uh, at least in the eight years that I've been here. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. We appreciate you guys spending your time here with us. Radio show tomorrow. We are going to be back in studio. Toy, toy Field was fun today. Mike Vrabel and Will Levis are going to speak to the media. We'll carry those press conferences live for you, and we'll talk about The Titans on Monday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. Get that week of preparation started. I will see you guys then at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.